from our text in Romans chapter 12. Uh, Romans chapter 12. I want to begin with verse number 9. Verse 13 is our focus this morning, but I want to begin reading in verse number 9. Let love be without dissimulation. I know some of you have other versions. What's another rendering of dissimulation? Hypocrisy. And that was the thing that we had mentioned at the time. Let love be without hypocrisy. We don't use the word dissimulation. Um, I don't think. Have you ever used that word in a sentence? Anybody? Uh, Dissimulation. Uh, Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Um, I mean, that sort of cleaving is, is, I mean, hanging on the edge of the cliff. Uh, if you if you lose your grip, you're going to fall. You know, um, be kindly affection to one another. I mean, that's that's the kind of love without dissimulation, cleaving to that which is good, abhorring that which is evil. Um, in 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 going forward to verse number twelve, saying, "Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, and honor preferring one another." Uh, I'll I'll just go ahead and throw. You know, what I had later on in my notes here, uh, that word preferring there has to do with rank. You know, when you think about rank, what do you think about? Military, right? You know, so it has to do with rank. So are you not going to um, be careful about the way you speak to the general, you know, or to the commander in chief or, you know, to your boss at work? You know, uh, there's rank, you know, that's there. And so, you know, in, 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 in making application of that, I mean, that's... We, we have that sort of, uh, we ought to have that sort of rank amongst one another, preferring, you know, one another. Uh, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Verse number 12, which we've spent probably, I guess, four, three or four weeks on. Uh, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant uh, in prayer. Um, I, I hope that 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 continues with me, that instant in prayer has been there, you know, since last week and all throughout the week things would happen. And I thought about that statement, you know, that, that the, the, the one that I read to you about, the person was talking about every time something comes to deflect that, you know, to the Lord immediately, you know, whatever it is, if it's something to rejoice in. Um, you know, I know uh, my Aunt Anita and, 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 and Cheryl have been, been trying to get a house sold, you know, for how long has it been? You probably know. Since August, she's really right there. She's been waiting for it, and finally it, it did. And so when it did, I mean, there was a little apprehension for me until we got actually to the closing, and I knew that y'all had walked out of it, and there was actually ink that was dried on the, on the paper, you know. But, but um, you know, being thankful. I mean, prayed for that for a long time. You know, being thankful, you know, for that. And I mean, you probably prayed more than any of us for, you know, Randall and Lily and the baby, you know, coming um, you know, and, and, and the baby's here and the baby was born and, and, and there weren't any, any, diff, any complications, but now there seems to be something and the baby's back in the hospital from what mom was just telling me, but deflecting those things immediately. Did I listen to that news being given to me and just take it and say, oh, okay, and go on, you know, and think I'll pray about that later or immediately deflecting that to the Lord. Um, I was reading about someone this week that that they they said that they prayed you know hundreds of times a day. Well, that's because of this thing that we're talking about. 
Some, some instance comes up. Is it something I rejoice, you know, I can rejoice and be thankful for? Is this something that I'm asking for mercy and grace? Is this something that is, is it an immediate need for somebody that I know that I'm asking the Lord to meet? Is this something that's long-term that I'm asking for somebody that the Lord might give them grace to sustain them through? You know, to deflect those things. You know, I'm not saying that's the only time we pray about them, but deflecting those things immediately, you know, to the Lord, uh, we ought to, to be doing. So I, I hope that, you know, continues with me. Um, I mean, I've been admonished in that way in different passages before, continuing, you know, instant prayer is not the only place. Pray without ceasing. We see those things in other places. Uh, but this morning, verse 13, distributing to the necessity of saints. And we're not told, I mean, I, I know it's not that we don't do good unto all men, but what does the scripture say? Do good unto all men, but what? especially, especially the household of faith. And here we're told to distribute to the needs um, of the saints or the necessity of the saints. And the last part, which I'm really going to approach first, given to hospitality. We're to be given to hospitality. Now, I'll just say up front, that's not just having somebody over for dinner. You know, that's not what that looks like alone. I'm not saying it's absent from that, but that's not the only thing that's involved here. So let's let's go to the Lord in prayer. Donnie, would you pray for us? When the psalmist says, help, Lord, or Lord, help, that's what he means. It's not, it's like, I can't do anything. <laughs> I need you to do something. I need you to move and work and, uh, and uh, do what I cannot do. Um, uh, without Christ, we can do nothing. Yeah, nothing. So I want to start this morning in our passage with the, the word that's, that's um, 
I don't know what else to say besides given, and that's the word. <laughs> the word that's given to us in the latter half of verse 13, uh, you know, what, what does that mean, given to hospitality? What does it mean to be given to something? We know what it means to be given something, but what does it mean to be given to something? We want to think about that a little bit um, in the negative context, an elder qualifications of an elder is not to be given to wine or strong drink. Uh, he's not to be given to filthy lucre or riches, depending on what version of him that you have. But, but um, you know, we're, we're, you see that in the negative connotation that he's given to those things, and that would disqualify him, you know, from being an elder. If he was given to those things in his life, given to strong drink. I was talking to somebody yesterday that he said that one thing that really... Uh, affected him greatly in a negative way when he was younger in the church that he grew up in was the deacon that he could see every Sunday morning that would was like right in his line of sight that was sleeping through the service because he was hungover, you know. And he's like, "This man's a deacon," you know. Um, and it and it you know if you if you want an excuse, you want to justify your life, you can look at somebody like that and say, "Well, you know, I can I can do." you know, whatever, apparently, because it doesn't matter. Um, so, you know, in the negative sense, we, we see that given to wine or strong drink or, or given to filthy lucre. Um, the, the very root word of given is what? Give. You give yourself to something. Uh, there was a day whenever I got married, I gave myself to my bride. You know, she gave herself, you know, unto me. But, but this sense of given here, what we're talking about, is, is really something that, that is along the lines of, of, of seeking uh, to be given to something. You're see- and you can think about a person who's a drunk. They're given to drink. They're seeking after drink all the time, right? Um, so, but here we're talking about hospitality. We're to be given to that. We're to seek it. We're to pursue it. You know, that's, that's what the word really means there, to seek after it eagerly and earnestly in order to acquire it. Uh, and to, in order, in this sense, to acquire, be, being, showing, you know, hospitality to another. And it doesn't mean just the people here, because that's a little easier, you know, to do. Um, as opposed to someone who's a stranger. Um, and and, 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 in the context of that, you know, we can kind of think about Ukraine and there, there probably is a lot of opportunity right now for this sort of thing that we're dealing with this morning. And even in the sense of a stranger, um, especially, you know, the saints, I mean, there, there are, there, there, there are probably saints from other places that are being, that are being cared for, provided for, uh, sheltered, um, you know, whatever the needs may be, because we want to think about it from, from the sense of a need. You know, this isn't a want. You know, we're, not, we're not being called to supply people's wants, you know. I mean, you may have, you know, <clears throat> a surplus. I read about a guy um, this week. I think it was, it was uh, supposed to be like the, the football, that the last touchdown pass or whatever that Tom Brady had thrown. Did you all read about that? The guy paid $500,000 for that football. And now Brady's entering back into the NFL. And so it's not going to be the last. And so there's lots of comments beneath like, oh, he, sh- he should be able to get that money back from the person because it's not the last one. It's like, no, it was, you know, when he was sold, you know, the description was wrong. Um, nobody knew. But, um, you know, if you had that kind of money that you could supply people's wants, I mean, you'd probably ruin them if you did. But, but um, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about needs. We're talking about needs. Uh, the little boy that we talked about this morning didn't have shoes, you know. Well, that may be part of the, the, the culture there. Maybe nobody has shoes, you know. Um, but maybe everybody has shoes except the little boy. And, well, there's a need. And if I can feel that need, then, you know, uh, 
you know, certainly you know, ought to, to seek to do so if the Lord puts that in my path. But um, we're to pursue it. We're to be given to it, in other words. So I have to ask myself, am I <clears throat> excuse me, given to hospitality? I mean, in the sense that this word given is given to us. Do I pursue it? Do I seek after it? Um, <clears throat> or is it just something that I do, oh, nobody else is going to do it, I guess I've got to do it. You know, and that, that's certainly a wrong approach. Um, this is something good to covet. You know, we think about covetousness in a negative context most of the time, but this is a good thing to covet, to be given to hospitality, uh, to continue instant in prayer. These are good things to covet. These are good things to pray for, ask for, seek after. Uh, but to seek after being given to hospitality, to pursue it, to endeavor to alleviate the suffering that we see. Sometimes suffering is visible. It's, 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 it's really evident. I mean, there's no question about it. And there's other times where people, you know, they, they try to hide those things. And you, we talked about discernment this morning. I mean, we need some discernment to be able to see this person's in need but they're not telling us that they're in need. Um, to have the discernment to be able to see that need and approach that person and say, let me help you. Um, because we're called to love one another, but to meet the pressing needs of brothers and sisters, if we have the ability to give, to be able to help you know, them to, to uh, be alleviated in some way. Um, have you ever known anybody that's pursued you to help you? Have you ever had that? Somebody pursue you to help you? I mean, that's the kind of thing that we're talking about. I've had people pursue after me to help me. I mean, they were, they were bent on helping me. They were not going to take no, you know, for an answer. Have you been in those situations? You know, and, 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 and you know, you, sometimes you're reluctant. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's better to give than to receive, you know. And, and that, that can be taken from that context too, isn't it? Because it's hard sometimes to receive. It's, and it's easier sometimes to give. Or sometimes it may be easier to receive than it is, you know, to give. Um, people can be reluctant. Uh, you remember we, I, I spoke to you about and I gave you some background information on uh, John Newton and William Cooper, which is C-O-W-P-E-R. But we would say Cowper, but they say Cooper. So... You remember how that Newton was a continual source of encouragement to that man who was so distressed, so distraught, so depressed that he sought to kill himself several times, sought to commit suicide. Um, but he was that, that given he was pursuing after William Cooper, he was pursuing after him to help him. Uh, to encourage him, to strengthen him uh, in any way that he could. And you remember how we talked about how that Newton took a pastorate somewhere else, and it would have been easy for him to say, well, somebody else can help, you know, William Cooper now. I've, I've been removed from his life, and I'm way over here now. But he continued, even after there was distance between them, he continued to pursue you know, after Cooper to help him and encourage him and strengthen him in any way that he could. I mean, we now have, you know, the ability to text each other and things. I mean, they had to write letters. There were days that went between those things. And I mean, it, 
Cooper may have been on the, the edge of his seat, so to speak, anticipating, waiting, hoping, you know, for some other, you know, means of, uh, you know, w- with a letter coming of an encouragement, you know, for him to be able to make it through the day. Uh, we just don't know how important it is sometimes to people. It may be a little thing to you, uh, but it may be of great importance, you know, to them. But he was given, you know, to hospitality. Um, we certainly have, we can say that we've known that ourselves. I mean, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. He pursued us. Um, he found us. We didn't find him, right? So he pursued us by his grace. He found us. He, produced, he pursued us like the Samaritan. You know, here's the man that, that fell among the thieves. And you have the, the priest and the Levite who walk by, and, and the Samaritan comes along and finds him and puts him on his own animal and takes him to an inn and <clears throat> dresses his wounds and, and, and provides you know, for him while he's there. But then after he, he, he leaves him there, and he leaves money with the innkeeper. I mean, this man's pursuing hospitality, isn't he? Um, it, doesn't, doesn't that shed some light, you know, some, some new, fresh light upon that narrative that we have there in Scripture, that story that we were given there, you know, of, of, the, of the Good Samaritan? And he provides for the man even after he leaves. And he tells the innkeeper, if I owe you anything next time I come through, if he needs anything else, you, you make sure he gets it. Now, I'm talking about a need, not a want. But if he has a need and you're out anything more than what I've left for you, when I come back, I will repay you. Um, and he must have had a relationship with that man that was such that that man could take him at his word, you know, I would think. Um, let's just read the account. It's in Luke chapter 10, verse, beginning in verse number 30. It says, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that, that way, which when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. I mean, let's just stop there. Have we ever passed by? I bet you every one of us has, because I've done it. Have ever passed by? That's what this man did. He passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, and then let me just say, in having said that, there, there certainly are professional beggars, so they may need to be passed by. You know, we need discernment there, don't we, in those circumstances. But here we're talking about being given to hospitality and distributing to the needs of the saints. So we're talking about the saints here. So here comes, here comes this, this uh, Levite, and he passes by on the other side. He, he, he looked upon him. And we have a little bit more information, don't we? He, 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 he gawked at him. How many times you're on the freeway and there's an accident? And you've got people that we commonly refer to as rubberneckers, right? And they've got to just look. They've got to see what's going on. This guy was like that. He had to look. But still, he passed by on the other side. Verse 33 said, There was a certain Samaritan as he journeyed, that he came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. I mean, this is, this is given to hospitality. Having compassion. Having compassion upon one another. He went to him. He bound up his wounds. He poured in oil and wine. That would be the equivalent of medicine in our day, right? I mean, some antibiotic ointment, some neosporin or something, you know, and a bandage. Um, he set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. Didn't just drop him off. I mean, take him to the emergency room and drop him off, you know. Um, he took care of him. And the next day when he departed, he took out two pence and gave it to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. 
So we see here in this word given that we said means to pursue. We see here how this man pursued being hospitable to this person that was injured. We see how that Newton pursued Cooper even after his departure. We see how Christ has pursued us uh, and shown unto us his great love. Um, I read this this statement by uh, John MacArthur as I was studying. He said, From the fall of man in the garden, you remember that prior to the fall, God walked and talked with man in the cool of the day. And immediately after their sin, it says in Genesis 3, 8, and 9, that God came into the garden to talk with man, and man and woman were hidden. And God said, Where are you? And from that point to this, and right on till Jesus comes, God will always be seeking lost men and women and asking, Where are you? In one of the most beautiful Old Testament texts, the prophet Ezekiel, quoting God in chapters 34, or chapter 34 and verse 16, says, <clears throat> I will seek the lost, bring back the scattered, bind up the broken, and strengthen the sick. We had some reflection there to the Samaritan, don't we? It is the nature of God that he is a seeker of lost men and women. One familiar poet identifies God as, and you may have read this before, as the hound of heaven. Have you ever heard that before? You read that, po- that poem before? You heard about it? Never heard it. As the, thinking about God seeking after. You know, the Lord said he came to save, to seek and to save that which was lost, right? Um, but he says, one familiar poet identifies God as the hound of heaven, a bloodhound on the trail of lost souls. God incarnate then, Jesus Christ, will be, also be a seeker of lost men and women. Jesus Christ, you'll remember, came to reveal God. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Not in the physical essence, but in character and nature and essential being and attributes. And if God is a God who seeks lost men and women, then Christ is a Savior who seeks lost men and women. For Christ reveals God. Christ is God. But my point in reading that is, I mean, we see the revelation you know, of God in Christ. We see this nature of God, you know, in Christ because Christ is God and we see that nature within us. And here he is seeking and, and seeking the good. I mean, we're, as far as if we connect prayer with today's message, you know, we're, we're told to pray. I mean, even if we were taken captive, we're to pray for the peace of the city that we've, that we've come, you know, into. We're praying for the good even of our captors, you know, we're, 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 we're applying, you know, this principle, you know, in that sense of being given to, you know, hospitality. I mean, here's a bunch of people who've taken me captive that are my enemies essentially, but they're lost. They're as lost as I was when God found me, when God sought me out. And so here we are praying, you know, for them. Uh, we, as the pursued we were once pursued by God, weren't we? We've become the pursuer. You know, he's, he's still a pursuer too, but we, we pursue after men. Uh, you know, we're, 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 we're seeking that, you know, that men would repent. Um, knowing, therefore, the terror you know, of the Lord, we, we persuade men you know, to repent. Uh, so here's this being given you know, hospitality and the sense of pursuing you know, that we're talking about. Um, and in, in this context, we're being told by Paul that it is towards the saints. It's distributing towards, you know, unto the necessity of the saints. It's not that we don't do good unto all men, but especially the household of faith. Um, we know that we pass from death into life, First John three fourteen, because we love the brethren. 
And in loving the brethren is this that we're talking about here. It's this that we see here in Romans twelve thirteen. Let's, let's read on in, in, in Romans, I mean not Romans, but 1 John three fourteen. It says, we know that we pass from death into life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Hereby we perceive the love of God because he laid down his life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso, and this is the part I wanted to get to, whoso hath this world's good and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? You know, so that would be the opposite of pursuing someone's good. That would be the opposite of being given to hospitality. My little children, let us not love in word, not in word only. Let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. You know, people can say things, can't they? It's one thing to say something. It's another thing to do it. It's another thing to follow through. And that following through would be this idea of pursuing. It's another thing to pursue, you know, that. So, like I said, we know what it's like to have been pursued. He found us. He gave himself for us. Um, 1 Peter 2.21 says, Here and two were you called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps. Um, to be given to, to pursue hospitableness, if that's a word. My computer didn't like it. I think it's a word. To recognize a need. You know, think about that hound of heaven. I don't know if you've ever had a hound. I've heard my dad talk about dogs he had as a kid. But, and then somebody, I think, Brother Donnie, you were talking about it, weren't you? The, the ears of a dog and being the hound being the ears, you know, being floppy like they are. You don't need that distraction. Don't need ears that are like the Doberman, you know. He's on guard all the time. Uh, every noise, you know. You need that, that bloodhound's nose, you know, to be tracking, following after that scent. Well, you think about that, and you think about we and being given to hospitality and recognizing a need. You know, it's like that bloodhound picking up a scent and, and chasing after it and pursuing it until he trees it um, or corners it, until it's found out, in other words. So it's a love that's been shown to us, that's been shed abroad in our hearts, that will not let us go. And if we're given to hospitality, it's along those lines. I mean, we're given to it. We're pursuing after it. Um, So we know we're to be given to, but what about this word hospitality? Here we're called to be those that are given to uh, this word that we have here, hospitality. Um, I didn't spend much time thinking about this, but the word hospital, you know, is in (laughs) hospitality. Um, but we are to give ourselves, you know, to this, um, what is it? Um, you look at the root word, it really carries the kind of meaning of entertaining. Um, and I think that's where the world kind of picks up on it, you know, and they think about hospitality from that sense. And you've got a hospitality tent and you've got a hospitality house and you've got hospitality this and host this and that. Um, uh, but it's all just centered around, you know, some, uh, you know, event where people are being, you know, served because somebody's, you know, having some sort of a, uh, a celebration or of, of some sort. But, but it's, it's, it's certainly, you know, more than that. Um, it, it, it is to receive into one's home. You think about these days and persecuted Christians that we're talking about here that Paul's writing this letter. 
um, and they're having to flee from one place to another, and we can put it in the context of Ukraine, and it really helps us in, in modern day, you know, thought to be able to see how the reality of this, you know, in our day, you know, could happen. Brother Donnie was talking about here we are meeting in peace when he was praying. I shouldn't say talking about, he's praying about the fact that we're meeting at peace, but that could change. And, and we may need to be received into someone else's home. Um, you know, and so we think about the Ukrainians. We think about, you know, how that they're having to go from place to place, trying to find food, trying to find shelter. And, and here you have somebody that has, and, and they can help and they can give and they take this person in, um, you know, and, and, and they're able to, to uh, alleviate, you know, that, that suffering. So it's, 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 it is to entertain in the sense that we're receiving someone. It, 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 is to, it is to bring them, in a sense, into your home. But, but what the context there is is that we're doing so in order to provide for that person's need. You know, whether it be shelter, whether it be food, whether it be clothing, you know, whatever that, that need may look like. Protection. I mean, you think about Lot's you know, we mentioned that earlier, think about Lot's circumstances. He finds those two men, you know, there in, in, in the city streets, and he's like, you can't stay here. It is not safe. Uh, no, we're going to sleep here all night. No, you, you've got to come to my house. You, you, in other words, there was, in his mind, protection. Uh, they weren't going to be safe in the streets, and so he was going to take them into his home. Um, these weren't, we, we know in the end they're angels, but, I mean, we don't have any indication that he knew them. Um, you know, at that moment, but he's, he's wanting to take them even into his home. Um, so when he, when he meets them, he compels them, the scripture says. He compels them. So isn't that pursuing? Can't we see that pursuing there? He's pursuing them. They're, they're insistent that they'll be fine, but he knows different. And he pursues them, compels them to enter into his house. It was not safe on the streets. Here we see Lot given to hospitality. Like we said, it's more than just inviting somebody over for dinner to have pleasant conversation. It's help for the needy. It's comforting. It, 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 it may not even look like receiving into, into your physical home. Maybe they have one of those. Um, you know, maybe it's just comfort that they need. Um, and it's receiving them, you know, in that way, in, into your heart, into your life, uh, to be hospitable, you know, towards them. Are we not told to bear one another's burdens? I mean, that's being given to hospitality. That's this thing that we're looking at here. Um, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ that we love one another. Um, the ideas present in the early church, they, they held all things common, didn't they? Um, they gave themselves to each other to care for one another, to provide for one another. Uh, again, we're talking about needs. If there was someone that had a need, you know, they were willing to meet that need if they were able to. Uh, if they weren't able to, they, would, they were wishing that they could you know, perhaps meet that need. If they didn't have the means whereby to do it with. Uh, but, but listen to what Peter says. Peter says in 1 Peter 4, 9, Use hospitality one towards another without grudging. And what does that mean? Grumbling, murmuring, uh, complaining, um, even to ourselves in secret. Uh, the Lord knows. But, so there is a possibility of of being, you know, fulfilling this and to a degree, and we're being hospitable, but we're doing it in a wrong way, with a wrong heart, and with wrong thoughts. You know, we're grumbling about it. Use hospitality one to another without grudging, grumbling, murmuring. Um, you know, we, we have an opportunity right now. And we, 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 we have a, a, a pastor 
that, that contacted me and asked me if we could take him in. He didn't have a place to go, apparently. Uh, or, or at least he, we were the first people that he thought of. You know, and so we received him you know, here. And you know, my prayer is, I don't, I don't know why the Lord has brought Brother Marvin here in, in, in all of its fullness. Uh, I know it's for us to show some hospitality you know, to him because he's in need. You know, but beyond that, what the Lord might do, um, I mean, how many times have we talked about this before, how we've gone to a hospital to encourage somebody and we're the ones that left encouraged. So what might happen, you know, in, in these circumstances with Brother Marvin being, you know, here? I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to perhaps sometimes that he'd be able to be with us and, and we'll be able to fellowship, but I'm also glad that there's a church somewhere this morning that didn't have a pastor to speak to him, and he was able to go and feel, he was able to be hospitable you know, and fill that, that need. Um, so, you know, do we have any trouble, you know, with this? Can, can we, can we be grudging towards being hospitable? It's possible. You know, have we been before? Likely, you know, uh, do we need to be praying about, you know, are we praying about it, you know, the course of the service? I mean, as I'm studying, I'm like, Lord, help me, you know, to be hospitable because I'm not as hospitable as I see that I could be. You know, I, I know that there's some room for growth, you know, here. And I know I need you to grow me in this area. And what's that going to look like? The Lord giving me an opportunity to be hospitable to somebody, um, you know, perhaps. I don't know how the Lord might, you know, go about that and, and, and teach me and show me and, and increase that sort of thing in me um, that he's called me unto, that I know is a command, um, that I know that he's even given into, into my heart to be that way. But I, I, want, to, I want that to grow, you know, right now, a lot of you are, are, are growing things, aren't you? I mean, today, I think it's the first day of spring, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it is. It is, okay? So you think about a little plant. And I've seen over at, at, at my mom and dad's, you know, my, my brother's got, and I guess it's Ricky doing that. You may be doing it, I don't know. But, but he's got little, little seeds he's put in. They're starting to sprout, you know. And so there's this little bit of hospitality. You know, well, we want it to grow. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's going to be a corn stalk, you know. I mean, it's going to be something really tall and, and, and fruitful, uh, a tree, you know, um, but that that would grow in in our lives. That just like last week, prayer, be an instant prayer, that would grow. You know, that 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 I would be able to 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 rejoice in hope. That would grow. Uh, the Lord would grow that in me. Um, that that we would hear in in the end, what? Well done, my good and faithful servant. You know. Um, so, Lord, help us to 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 do that. Um, for that to be a reality, you know, in our lives, that, that we would have this, that, that we see, I mean, here, here we're talking about seeing needs in someone else's life. Well, do I see a need of this being a greater reality in my own life? That I would go to the Lord and say, Lord, produce this in my life. You know, cause it to grow. You're the one that gives the increase, right? I mean, his word tells us that. You know, here's one that has sown, here's one that's watered, but God gives the increase. I mean, we could hear a thousand sermons on hospitality, and, and it, it, the Lord's the one that's going to, to produce this fruit. Uh, and here we are yearning and saying, Lord, make it so. I mean, that's, that's the amen, isn't it? Isn't that what that means? That it be so, that these things, so be it. You know, Lord, let this be a reality, you know, in my life. So... Here's this principle. Think about it from this perspective. 
the Lord says that you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren. You've done it unto me. So we go back to thinking about rank, right? I mean, if, 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 there's those that said, Lord, if we had seen you, you know, in that, in that place, you know, we, we would have done it. But we never, we never, didn't, we didn't live when you, when you walked the earth, you know. So, uh, you know, I don't see how we could be guilty. And he says, no, that you didn't do it to the least of these, my brethren. Or in the positive, that you did it to the least of these, my brethren. You've done it unto me. So, you know, there's an encouragement, you know, in, I mean, who, who ultimately are we being or showing this, this hospitality to? It's unto uh, the Lord. Um, 1 Timothy 5, 9 says, Let not a widow be taken into the number under threescore years old, having been the wife of one man, well reported of good works. You know, we talked about elders and qualifications. You know, here's another one to be put on, you know, kind of a welfare, um, you know, program you know, with the church. Um, well reported of good works. If she's brought up children, if she's lodged strangers, that lodging of strangers, it, it carries the same, you know, sort of meaning that we have here with this idea of hospitality. Uh, if she's washed the saints' feet, if she's relieved the afflicted, if she's uh, diligently followed every good work. So this idea of being given to hospitality is a reality even in you know, this person's life here. Um, so now let's kind of go back to the, the first part of the verse um, and, and again point out who it is that we have been given this injunction uh, to perform this task of being given to hospitality we're told it's to distribute to the necessity of the saints or of saints. So what's a saint? Well, the Catholic Church says that a saint's one that they've, you know, canonized. And there's been certain, you know, qualifying things that make up, you know, a person being, you know, a saint. And so they are called saints because of what they do. But we're called saints because of what Christ has done, not because of what we've done. Uh, God has the right to call someone a saint. Man doesn't have that right, but we, how, many, how many times do we see in Scripture the letters that are being written to different places, and, and Paul saying to the saints at Ephesus, to the saints at Galatia. So what are you? You're a saint. As, as being in Christ, you're a saint. And that, that carries some particular weight with me because there was a time when there was a lot of preachers that were invited here to, to pray once a month, and there arose... Um, a sort of contention because there was there was a group that that they were given to referring to God's people as saved sinners now if you want to talk about actively I've got a bone to pick with you if you want to talk about in my past yes sinner saved by the grace of God but sin no longer defines my life I don't live to sin. I am not a saved sinner. And, and they, they seem to take some, some pleasure in, in bringing up the worst things, you know, in their lives because that's how they refer to themselves as saved sinners. And I'm like, no, Scripture refers to us, you know, not as saved sinners. It refers to us as saints. That's what we've been called unto. 
We've been called unto holiness. We've been called unto righteousness. Am I saying we never sin? No. But that doesn't define my life. I, I, I don't desire to live a life of sin. That would dishonor the Lord. I desire to live a life of righteousness. I am more sensitive to sin now than it seems like I've ever been. And, and I see it you know, in, in, in different places that I didn't see it in my youth, like I said. But a saved sinner is not what I am. That's not what the Bible calls me. The Bible calls me a saint. And we're not told to distribute to the needs of saved sinners. We're told to distribute to the needs of saints. That's what we're told here. Um, so, if you're Christ's, then you are saints. That's not a special sort of someone, except from the sense that everyone that is a child of God is, is the apple of his eye. That's special, <laughs> certainly, and it's special unto us. But, but um, we, I, I'm not saying that we feel our worth. Uh, we shouldn't. We don't have any worth. Our worth is in Christ, you know. But are you worthy to be a saint? No. Um, my only worth is in Christ. Um, so my value of you and your value of me is seen in that light. Christ gave himself. He gave himself for you. He gave himself for me. How should I? What should be my value system of you? Well, you're a blood-bought child of God that he gave himself for. That he's, he's given, you know, you that are here before me this morning, he's given you into my life to love and, and, and to try to be a help unto and try to be an encouragement unto and try to be, you know, whatever help that I can any way that I can unto you to be given to hospitality, to distribute to the needs and necessity, you know, of the saints. We've already said this earlier. Sometimes the needs are obvious, sometimes they're not, but we're pursuing we're given to, and we're given to distribute to the needs, you know, of the of the saints. Uh, I heard a story this morning about a, a pastor in Ukraine speaking to a pastor in Russia. The Russian pastor had sought out the Ukrainian pastor, and apparently they were acquainted, you know, already. But um, he expressed his sorrow. He said, "Here I am, a Russian, and my country is attacking your country." He said, I'm longing for the day that this conflict is over and I can leave my homeland here and come to where you are and help you rebuild, you know, the church there. You know, given, pursuing, you know, hospitality. I mean, we see it in, in all sorts of ways, but it, it transcends race. It transcends borders. It transcends, I mean, you think about all the different countries and how people can't get along with each other, but here we are as God's people I mean, we would, we would, if there's a language barrier maybe, but, but uh, long for fellowship, you know, with Ukrainian saints and Russian saints and Chinese saints and the persecuted church, you know, there that's, you know, underground and in, you know, in Iran and different places. I mean, our hearts go out, you know, to them when we hear things that are happening, you know, pastors that are imprisoned and things of that nature. But I mean, that's really what 1 Corinthians twelve twenty six talks about, whether one member suffer, all members suffer with it, Right. Whether one member be honored, all members rejoice with it. So we, we are given to this to distribute to the needs, um, thinking about them. And I'll just close with this, thinking about them as if we were in that, that very condition ourselves. I mean, do, our, do we see ourselves, when we're praying for the Ukrainian you know, saints, or do we see ourselves as, 
And it, and it helps to receive some reports. Like I, I sent something out to you this morning, if you get a chance to read it, and it gives kind of an update but um, on some of the things that are known that are going on. But um, you know, to help us to think in terms of where they are, what they're going through, what their needs are. Um, and, and just as far as our prayer you know, for them, I know there's other ways that, that, that we could help. Um, but uh, do, we, do we think upon them? Do we do you know, for others in their need as we see that we would have need in, in that set of circumstances? It helps us to know when we're having to, to pursue and seek out somebody. And, and, and it's a, a need that hasn't been made evident, but you see the situation, and you can pursue that situation and put yourself in that person's shoes and, and say, what would I need if I were there? What would I need if I was going through exactly what they are going through? Uh, knowing the, what details that you do know, uh, to be able to pursue that situation and see you know, what we can do to, to be of, of whatever help we can be because we're called uh, to distribute the necessity of the saints and to be given to uh, hospitality. Well, amen. We have any, anybody have any other thoughts? Uh, I mean, you, you may have been thinking some other things as um, we were going through some of these verses and thoughts. I don't know. Um, any questions or comments? I don't always do that, but I finished four minutes before I normally do, so <laughs> I thought I would ask. Redeem the time. Okay. Well, um, there may be some other prayer requests. I know that uh, as new parents, taking a baby back to the hospital is not something that that um, you know you 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 want to have to do, but um, we know the Lord's in this this uh, set of circumstances. So uh, pray for them. Uh, anyone else uh, have any other prayer requests you'd like to mention? We're supposed to be if we're going to be instant in prayer, given hospitality, then we want to know you know about these things. We don't have to know all the details. I mean, I've had people say, "Well, there's a situation that I'd like everybody to pray about," and that's all the information you get. The Lord knows what it is. You have one of those. Okay. Yeah. Those things happen. Um, and you can't, you can't really go into detail sometimes about it. But, but um, I mean, we know it's, it's, it's something that's on her heart. You know, and here she's a sister in Christ and, and she has a need. And so we know we can pray, you know, even, you know, from that aspect. But then we can pray about the unknown too because God, God knows it. Um, so... Any others? Okay. <laughs> All I got was this. You know, that's enough too. <laughs> um, so, do remember, pray for one another. I mean, I know that there's two things that have been, um, you know, brought to the surface, but uh, pray for one another. Um, you know, we're, what'd you say that sign said? You're now entering the mission field. You know, we're going to leave here. Uh, today and we're going to be back into uh, the thick of it and 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 uh, all the things where the Lord has us all over. So um, pray for one another. Um, Lord, help Brother Donnie to shine brightly. I don't want him to be uh, a forty watt bulb. I want him to be you know what's the most? I don't know what is that. A megawatt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, help him, help him to 
to, 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 to shine forth, help us all to shine forth um, Christ in our, in our homes, you know, in, in our workplaces, in, in the grocery store, um, you know, at, at the fast food counter, <laughs> you know, where, wherever it may be. Um, as we're changing somebody's tire that's an older person that has a flat on the side of the road and they need help, um, you know, the Lord might provide opportunity. Maybe the, the first and only time you ever meet that person. You know, that, that we could be some sort, we, we could drip on that situation in their lives some way. You know, the Lord's, you know, there's a, a cloudburst accumulating, you know, but here we are, some of those first drops of, of rain that fall, you know, into that person's life. Uh, we may not see the fruit of it at the moment, but it, we may see, you know, the Lord may show it to us later. Um, so, all right, well, let's stand and we'll go once again to the Lord in prayer. Um, Hopefully there were some beneficial, you know, thoughts um, for us there. Some things to think about, um, to be given to, to um, ask the Lord to give us discretion, you know, about situations and what we ought to do, when we ought to do it, uh, how we ought to go about it, pray about it, you know, before we get there. Um, that the situation saturated with prayer before, you know, we even begin to address uh, the the circumstances with that person. Um, but um, to have the discernment to know what to do and when to do it. Yeah, that's, that's another component of, of what we're talking about here because, like we said, there are professionals. Uh, you've seen those reports before, haven't you, on the news where somebody saw someone, you know, at the, the street corner and they followed them home and they've, you know, got a fancy car, a nice big house, and they've been living off of the generosity, you know, of others. Um, of course, that's something between them and the Lord. They're going to have to answer, you know, for that, um, you know, one day. But, uh, you know, Lord, help us to... To, especially to the household of faith. To, I know we're doing good unto all men, but especially the household of faith. Uh, help us to to love one another, care for one another, uh, as we would. You know, if I smash my finger, you know, my other hand's going to be like this. You know, that we come alongside and be of help to one another.